Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I have an exciting word for you today. You know, I've been studying it all week. People ask, how, how long does it take for you to prepare a message? Well, at least a week, but really all your life. <laughs> you know, you're developing and the Lord is speaking to you and, and, and causing you to have a, a thought that He wants to give to us. And so we're going to talk today about waiting on the Lord. How many of you like waiting on the Lord? You, you like it? You actually like it? Okay, well, you're ahead of the game then. Praise God. <laughs> well, let me pray uh, for the message. And as, as it goes forth, that it will minister to us. So, Father, we thank you that this word that goes forth will minister to your people. It will bring them excitement and encouragement to do your will. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. So we look at the date today. I changed the calendar uh, this, this month. It's December the 1st. Can you believe it? December the 1st, meaning there's only 24 more days to Christmas. Now, if you're a parent or grandparent, you're thinking to yourself, oh my, I don't have much time left to, to get my presents and get the house cleaned up and get everything arranged so we can have the family over. It's like not that much time. But now to the kids and to the youth, 24 days is an eternity. Yeah. It's like, oh my, do I have to wait that long before I can get the presents that I've been believing God slash Santa for, Right? Sometimes you've been believing all year, sometimes many years, hoping that this Christmas will be the one. And I remember the agony of it all, waiting for Christmas Day. Do you remember when you were kids? Yeah. It's like, when is this ever going to happen? So let me ask you, uh, we have, I never had like a want list because my parents were pretty good to me. I never, I never had a you know, desire for a whole bunch of things. But I was always excited and curious to see what would my parents buy me for Christmas. And so they had the packages out there, you know, like two weeks ahead of time. And we could look, we could touch, we could shake, but you cannot open them. Now I want to ask you, how many of you opened up your presents and rewrapped? <laughs> I'm writing your name down, okay? My Lord. <laughs> I did not even think about something like that because I was scared of my, what would happen. I've never realized what kind of punishment I would get for doing that. I don't know if God would strike me down or my mother would, you know, say there's no more Christmas for me forever. I didn't know, but some of you were bold, and I like that. You know, you were, you know, dangerously bold. Praise God. <laughs> but I, 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 never, I never did that. But I asked, how many of you like waiting? You like waiting? I, I, don't, I don't like waiting. I don't like waiting at the, at the doctor's office. You get in there, it's a 3 o'clock appointment. I'm here for my appointment. So please go in the waiting room and wait until we call your name. What do you mean? I'm here for my 3 o'clock appointment. What do you mean go wait? And then they take you into another room, and then what do you do? Wait some more. You know? So listen, I pay my bills, you know. I even refer some people to your office. Now, I need to have some service here. How about a restaurant? Do you like waiting in a restaurant? No. No. How about um, at the bank? Do you like waiting at the bank? Where is the other teller, please? Where, can we get some help over here? And you see these people in the office, you know, they're, they're doing paperwork, and they go, hello. <laughs> you know? And how about in traffic? Do you like waiting in traffic? Oh, my gosh. Well, I've learned how to wait because there's a lot of things you can do while you're waiting. 
Those of you that are married have wives that we have to wait on. Amen? Wait till they get ready. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And you can do a lot of things while you're waiting, like uh, balance your checkbook, <laughs> write letters to your friends. You can do a lot <laughs> because you have that time. Amen? To do that. Praise the Lord. And so uh, I can, but, but when I was younger, I was always in a rush, always in a hurry. You know, always got to take care of this. Move. And so I've had to learn how to, well, at least now, time that my, my appearances at wherever I'm going at the time when there's the least amount of people. And I pray, Lord, you know, help me get through this quickly. Let there nobody be in the uh, waiting room. Let there nobody be in the body shop. But one time I went to the body shop a couple months ago. I was supposed to meet the guy at 2 o'clock. He was going to have my car ready. And so I got dropped off by Uber. And so I'm waiting there, and I go, okay, I'm here to pick up my car. And he said, go over there and wait. wait? Oh, no. What are you talking about, wait? <laughs> he said, no, it'll be good for you. Go over there and just relax and wait. I go, you've, you've got me too late in my life to go and wait. I've been rushing for 69 years, and you want to tell me to go over there and wait? <laughs> But I've learned there's a lot that you can do while you're waiting. You can call on the Lord. You can speak to Him. You can quote scriptures. You can tell Him how much you love Him. There's a whole, you know, it's a stop, pause, and wait, and just be in the presence of the Lord. It's a wonderful thing to learn how to wait. Praise God. But uh, we, we, don't like to, we don't like to wait. But here's the thing. I got a couple of gems for you. One of them is, we serve a God that makes us wait. Isn't that true? And it's upsetting to some of us because we want God to move on demand. We pray, we speak it, we call it into existence, and now, God, where is it? <laughs> I was making a copy of, of my sermon a while back, and I, I hit, you know, copy, print, and I went over to the printer, and guess what? It had the audacity to tell me that it's warming up. I said, what are you, I need it now, right? <laughs> because we're, we're living in a world that's conditioned us to hate waiting. In our world, in our world the truest test of technology advancement is that, it, that this new model moves faster. You wouldn't want a phone that moves slower, would you? You don't want a printer that moves slower. We don't like waiting for anything. But God wants us to wait. I want to tell you something. You, if you can't pass waiting 101, you can't receive the promises of God. He wants us to wait. And we're always waiting on God for something, aren't we? We're waiting on God to answer a prayer. We're waiting on God to move an obstacle out of our way. We're waiting on God to heal an issue in our bodies. Wait, wait, wait. We're waiting on God to reconcile a broken fellowship. We're waiting on God to open the door and provide new resources for our life. It seems like we're always waiting on God. Isn't that true? But you know what? If you're walking with God, you'll find out that you can't get the promises of God unless you wait. All the men of God have found that out. Abraham found that out. Moses found that out. David found that out. And yea, even the Apostle Paul found that out. Yea, 
They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Wait, I say, on the Lord. I, mean, I think I have that scripture up there. Let's see if we do. Psalms 27, 14. Yeah. He said, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. Why do you have to be good courage? Because you're waiting. Sometimes when you're waiting, you think, oh, something's wrong. Something's not working. My prayer wasn't heard. What am I doing? Is this, is this happening or what's, what's happening? Give me a sign. Give me a, a you know, due date. Give me something you know, to let me know that can I track this prayer? When's it coming? Be a good courage. He shall strengthen your heart. Wait, again, I say, on the Lord. And so the biggest question that we have is how long? How long do we have to wait? And David said it here in, in Psalms 13, the next scripture. How long, <laughs> O Lord, will you forget me forever? Now, it's bad when you forget someone's birthday. It's bad when you forget their anniversary. It's bad when you forget things that you're supposed to have. But when God forgets you, you're in big trouble, aren't you? And that's what David was feeling. Have you forgotten me forever? That's, that's pretty drastic. Isn't that pretty dramatic? <laughs> the never. <laughs> you never take me out. You never. <laughs> we never do this. We never do that, right? How long will you hide your face from me? He's in desperation. He's praying. He's praying. He's fasting. He's asking God to help. He says, you forgot me. You hid your face from me. How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? Oh, my gosh. This boy's having problems, isn't he? He needs to go to a psychiatrist. How long will my enemy be exalted over me? This is some sad news, isn't it? But then what does it say in Isaiah 40, verse 31? But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. When you get into God's waiting room, He's going to empower you. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to give you courage to go on and do what you're supposed to be. You know, they say a bow and arrow, you know, to make it go forward, you have to pull it back. And sometimes we have to go into our quiet room, our quiet space, our place of, of secret where God speaks to us, and then we can get the strength and the courage to go on and do what we have to do. You ever feel that way? You know, like, like I can't do this, Lord. I, I, I'm tired. I'll be with you. I will strengthen you. I will help you with my mighty right hand. That's what God's saying to us. Wait on the Lord. Be encouraged because... Uh, you will be able to run and not be weary. You will walk and not faint. How many of you have the feeling that maybe you're going to faint? Oh, Lord, how can I do this, Lord? But look, let's look at this next scripture. This one, this next. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Don't insult me, okay? <laughs> so but you just don't know what I'm going through. It's just too much for me. If you faint... In the day of adversity, your strength is small. That's what God's saying to us. Don't give up. I'm with you. I'll strengthen you. I'll encourage you. I'll lift you up. Be encouraged. Amen? Don't faint in the day of adversity. Here's another uh, scripture, Habakkuk 2, 3. For the vision is for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. 
So what it's saying is you have an appointed time for your blessing or your promise to come to pass. We're going to find out what we're supposed to do while we're waiting. And the last one on these the scriptures, Hebrews 6, 12, says, do not become lazy. Oh, gosh. So glad I came to church today to hear somebody tell me don't be lazy. <laughs> but imitate those through faith and patience inherit the promises. You know, I hate to say this, me included, I'm jumping in here. We can be lazy Christians. We can just let things just kind of ride coast and just hopefully God's got us covered. You know, we went to go see a movie uh, yesterday, Ford versus Ferrari. It was a good movie. It was a true story about how Ford challenged Ferrari in international race car because they wanted to have a name like Ferrari. And I did some research behind it, and I found out that it took them like two or three years to develop a car that could actually compete. And then they said that the, the crew that was, you know, developing this, they would work sometimes to like 2.30 in the morning and get up and come back to work at 7.30 in the morning. They said the dedication was unparalleled. They had a desire to do and accomplish what they had set their mind to do. So the Bible's saying, don't be lazy. Sometimes you got to get up early in the morning and pray to God. Amen? Your body may not feel like it. Your mind will tell you, don't get up. <laughs> but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. See, when you're in God's um, waiting room, waiting is not meaning just stand by and going like, I'm waiting, I'm waiting on you, Lord. It, the waiting is a constant, steady, you know, pursuit of His faith and His power and His grace and His glory. Amen? Every day you get up, I'm ready, Lord. I'm ready to seek you, to have you in my life, to, to uh, have your presence with me. Amen? So we're going to go over a little story in the Bible about a guy named Simeon. You guys know Simeon? There's not much said about Simeon, you know. He doesn't get top billing. Uh, there's no uh, Christmas carol with Simeon in it. <laughs> when you have a Christmas play, Simeon, no, one, no child is Simeon. <laughs> but let's look at this. Uh, let's look at Simeon here in, in Luke chapter 2. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout waiting. Oh, there it is again, waiting. How many times do you have to have that up there? Waiting, waiting, waiting. We want it now. Waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Pretty impressive, right? This guy's not a priest. He's not a prophet. He's just a man is just and devout. You could be that same person that God would speak to your heart about things that are come to pass. Now, I hear all the time on TV, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Maybe this week, maybe next month, maybe this year. But that comes and goes, right? Remember that book, 88 Reasons Why God is Coming in 1988? They had to revise that book. It was 89 Reasons Why God's Coming in 1989, but we're here, still here. 2000 and going to be 20. But God spoke to this guy. Now, how important is that that he's in the Bible? 
Why would he be in the Bible? Why was he so important? He spent time in God's waiting room, spending time with him. He had the revelation. He knew that his Christ, the consolation of Israel, the Savior of the world was going to be born, and God spoke to him and said, Simeon, you're going to be alive, and you will see him. Amen. Don't you like, don't you like when God whispers to you? You're going to have a great service today, Pastor Chad. Just be encouraged, okay? Things are going to go well with your job. Just be careful. You're going to be fine. Amen? Okay, let's see the next verse. So we came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now are you letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all the peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Now, what's interesting about this is that Simeon didn't have a sign. Remember all the signs with Mary, an angel came, Gabriel said, behold, you'll have a child, and you shall call his name Jesus. Then uh, an angel appeared to Joseph in a dream, said, Behold, the woman that you're going to marry is going to have a child. Don't, don't push her aside. Marry her. Okay? The shepherds were out in the field. The angels came, were singing. Oh. I got it. <laughs> the wise men, they saw the star right? All signs, external. Looky here, looky here, looky here. But with Simeon, it was all internal, all inside. He didn't have a sign. The only sign he had, only, the only uh, confidence he had is the Lord spoke it. And he realized if the Lord spoke it, the Lord's going to bring it to pass. And he realized that there's a time delay, a time lapse between when God says he's going to do something and, and the time that he actually does it. Come on, talk to me. Have you experienced that? God put it in your heart. You know, you're going to have reconciliation with your father. You're going to get married. You're going to have a baby. You're going to have all those kinds of things. Your sons and your daughters are going to come and serve the Lord. And then you wait, wait, wait on the Lord. The only, and, and the signs are not there. You don't see him acting right. Amen? You don't see your relatives, you know, acting right with you. But God is working behind the scenes. Amen. Amen. So here's the reasons. You ready for this? Three reasons why God is helping us or what he's doing in our waiting period. I don't know. Do I have those up there? No? Oh, so you have to take notes, huh? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, here's the first reason. You ready? God wants to fortify your faith. When you're waiting on God, God is strengthening your faith. He's deepening your faith because you're learning how to dig deep into his promises, deep into your spirit, deep into his words that he's spoken to our hearts. And when you do that, it becomes, when they say, oh, I'm just trusting in the Lord, it all of a sudden doesn't become a cliche that you hear people say, but it becomes a reality that when you're facing what you're facing, you are really trusting in the Lord. You're talking to Him daily. You're spending time with Him. You're allowing Him to minister to you. So when you, when you learn to wait on the God, your faith is rooted in something deep. 
Praise God. So you learn how to rely on his word, not looking at any sign, not looking at any um, evidence or any confirmation. Sometimes it's almost like you're walking blind. You're believing God. God, I know you said it. I know it's going to happen. I believe it is so. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm still believing for the tingling in my feet. <laughs> I'm talking to the Lord every time I get up. Thank you, Lord. I'm healed. Thank you, Lord. God, all my nerve endings are healed. I praise you. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. He hears that. I'm in his waiting room. Amen. I'm waiting for his promises. And what do I base it on? Not the way my feet feel, but what he has spoken to my heart. I am your healer, Jehovah Jireh. And I speak it back to him. I tell him, Lord, you are my healer. Praise the Lord. So the second thing is, God is waiting on you to worship. Praise God. God is still worthy to be worshipped whether you get your prayers answered or not. Otherwise, are we just using some kind of spiritual manipulation to say, okay, God, I love you, I love you, I love you. How's everything going? How, is, is things working out? Where's my finances? No, you praise God because of who he is, not because of what he's done. He's waiting to see us do that. Praise God. So Simeon, where was he? He was in the temple. He was worshiping God. He didn't give up his worshiping. He didn't give up his time with the Lord saying he, was, he wasn't at home on the couch going, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting on you, oh Lord. No, he came to church, hallelujah, like you all. He came to church, say, Lord, I'm waiting on you. I'm developing my faith. You're deepening my faith. You're counting on me to worship. Let me, let me, let me, let me say this. God will never be idle to those that are worshiping him. He'll never be silent for those that are worshiping him. He'll never be AWOL. He won't be like not attentive to your needs when you're worshiping him. Amen? You know, just like in real life, if someone's kind to you and, and, and smiles and gives you gifts and stuff and tells you how great you are, you'll do anything for them, won't you? Generally. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> we went to go see Mr. Rogers, too, uh, the other day. What a wonderful story it is. And, and, and he was so kind to everybody. You know, so we were, we were practicing that this weekend, you know. So glad you could come today, Pastor Charlie. It was really wonderful. Nice to have you with us. You know, it's beautiful to have you. And then the person would say something, so thoughtful of you to think of us that way. You're just making a big impression <laughs> upon the person's person. Amen. You look the person in the eye and you tell them how much you appreciate. We look God in the eye and we tell them how much we appreciate him. We worship him for who he is and he will come and minister and do great and mighty things in our behalf. Praise God. So, so Simeon was in the temple. Even though it didn't look like anything was happening, he didn't get any other word, he didn't get a star, you know, he didn't get uh, angels singing to him, but he knew God was working. He knew that when God promised, there's a time delay, but it surely will happen. How many of you have that confidence? And God knows that can feel that confidence when you are praying to him, when you worship him. He's waiting for you. Are you going to worship me before you get it? Or are you going to wait till you get it? Then that's easy. 
Oh, hallelujah, we got it, praise God, Jesus. But can you do that before? Oh, Lord, I'm just so thankful you're going to bless me. Praise God, I receive it, Lord, from you. In Jesus' name, amen? God said, ooh, that's what he called that? Faith. Believing in my word, praise God. When my, when my mom, you know, on Christmas, I didn't have to worry. I didn't have to worry, are there really going to be presents there? Are these just fake, you know, gifts like, like those over there? No, <laughs> there's actually presents in there. <laughs> and God says, I have presents for you. But we're waiting on the Lord. How many of you are waiting on the Lord for something? Amen. But what does it say? Don't give up. Don't faint in the day of adversity. Otherwise, your strength, your faith is small. Oh, I can just feel the Lord right now. He wants to encourage you, saints. Don't give up on Him. Stand. When you've done everything you can do, stand on the Lord. Amen? Stand on His promises. Praise God. Um, so, you, 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 you don't wait. We used to sing this song, don't wait till the battle's over, shout now. Yes. Right? Why, why, why wait? You know, the, 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 the people of Jericho, what did God tell them to do? March around seven times. Well, one time for six days. Then on the seventh day, they said, Marlene, you go out there. <laughs> and we, we want you to shout. We want you to bring praises down. We want you to make a lot of noise. Amen. The trumpets and the cymbals and everything. Shout. Why? Before the walls come down. What does God want us to do? Shout and praise Him before the walls come down. Before you get your prayers answered. And God is smiling and gives you gives praise because there's a, there's a gap between heaven and earth. Did you know that? We can, we can shorten that gap by our praises and by our, our words to the Lord. And as our words stay true to Him, He's able to accomplish them as we speak. The Holy Spirit wants to speak through us and speak what we need to have happen. And the, Holy, the Bible says the Holy Spirit watches over His Word to perform it. Hallelujah. Just like in the beginning of Genesis, the Word of God was hovering over the face of the earth, and the Lord said, and then it happened. The Holy Spirit is still hovering over the face of the earth. As we speak, it happens. The Holy Spirit's on the inside of you, too. Not only amongst us, but in, He's going to help you talk. <laughs> Lord, I thank you. So many men, men of God, I've studied them in, in healings. You know, sometimes it comes instantaneously. And, oh, it's so glorious. It's so wonderful to have it come uh, instantaneous. But sometimes you pray and nothing happens. So what do you do? Just quit, go home, you know, it's over. <laughs> it's not like a football game where the team's losing and you say, ah, oh, there's no hope, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. That's what Jerry Jones did uh, yesterday. They were losing so much, my cowboy fan back here. He, he, he just got frustrated, got, you know, just upset. They're in first place. But they lost a couple of games, and he was just so fed up, he left. We can't get fed up and leave the promises of God. We have to hang in there all the way to the end, believing God that he will do it. So some men, like I say, have see the miraculous instantaneous healing, but some see a continual. Every time they go into the mirror, they said, I pray that this thing is removed. I pray that this rash on my back is removed every day, continually. 
day after day. And all of a sudden, they look, and oh, it's gone. How did that happen? They waited on the Lord. They had faith. They exercised their faith. Okay, so we have the two reasons. One, God is fortifying your faith, right? Two, God is waiting for you to worship. Can you let it go? <laughs> Can you let that worship go? Can you give your heart to me and show me that you love me even when I am not performing to your liking? Amen. We want to hit that demand button, right? I prayed, amen, where's the print? <laughs> it's not here. What do you mean it's not here? I know you've been there. <laughs> so God is waiting on us to worship. The third thing is, he wants, us, he wants to keep our attention. Isn't that amazing? Because you know when you get the prayer right away, you're off to do something else. <laughs> God's saying, oh, by the way, uh, where, where are you going? Uh, I got my answer. Praise the Lord. I'm going to go to the beach. You know. oh, things are good. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. There's some things that happen while you're waiting that wouldn't happen if you got it right away. If you got things right away all the time, you wouldn't have to you depend on God. You wouldn't have to lean on Him. You'd just be floating around. And, yeah, God will take care of it. Yes. <laughs> God said, uh, could you come over here and spend some time with me? Praise the Lord. You know, your kids, you don't want them just to ask you for something and then get it and run out the door. Spend some time. Let's have some dinner. Let's talk. What you've been doing. God's the same way with us. He wants us to lean upon us. So he wants us to be active in our faith and relationship with him. He wants us to lean and depend upon him. Because I know when I'm going through something, I'm talking to him all the time. I'm talking to him daily. What do you want me to do? How can I please you? What do you want me to say? How can I be better? What, what am I doing wrong? Help me, Lord. Praise God. And he'll speak to you. You know what he spoke to me the other day? I can't believe he would say something like that. <laughs> He said, I need you to get your attention more on me than uh, the, um, what is it? It's not, I'm not Facebook, but just YouTube, just, just latest news and things that's happening. Don't be so concerned about what's happening so much. Be concerned what's happening in heaven. <laughs> Come on, talk to me. I, I was right here. I was right here. And when I was praising God, I go, what do you want me to do? He said, pay more attention to me and not your... Your phone, not your, your YouTube. Amen. Marianne, that could have been the voice of Marianne. I don't know. <laughs> so you know what I said? Lord, help me. <laughs> you know, we need help in that. Lord, teach me to, to fall in love with you, to be attentive to you. Amen? He doesn't want us to forget us. What does the Bible say? Give us this day our daily Every day we have to go to the Word of God. Every day we have to go to Him. He doesn't want us to have just like leftovers for the whole week. <laughs> Amen. How many of you are tired of turkey yet? <laughs> well, we do have leftovers from, from last week. We froze them and we're going to make sandwiches out of them. So that's just, yes. So God wants us to be in constant fellowship relationship, and uh, communion with Him. Isn't that nice to know that God is with us? God is for us. If you're in God's waiting room, don't think it's strange. Don't think nothing's happening. He's working behind the scenes. 
things will come to pass if we don't give up, if we just trust in him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're going to just take a time of just worshiping him. Think of the things that you're believing God for, the things that you're in waiting for, and give it to him and say, Lord, I trust you. I, I believe in you. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to be like Simeon, trusting in the word that you've spoken to my heart that you will surely bring it to pass. Have you spoken it? Will you not do it? Have you said it? Will you not surely bring it to pass? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. There it is. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We're not going to give up on you. We're going to continue to trust and believe in you with all of our hearts, all of our souls, all of our strength, all of our might. Amen.